Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We have a special edition of the show for all of you listeners today. Now, in case you have not heard, we are so excited to be launching something we are calling Project Elite here at Cracked Rackets. What it is, is a program that's going to be providing NIL opportunities for collegiate tennis athletes across the country through the promotion of college tennis. Now, in compliance and coordination with the existing NCAA regulations surrounding NIL opportunities, for student-athletes. What we're going to be doing at Crack Rackets is providing student-athletes paid opportunities to help promote and raise the profile of the sport, create and build their own individual brands, and share unique insights into all aspects of the college tennis experience. This is something we are so excited for here at Crack Rackets because, of course, we are well aware without the dedication, the love we have received, the passion from all of you college tennis fans out there. We would not be where we are today. So of course, for us to have the opportunity to give back to so many of the athletes who have shown us love, it means the world to us. Now, of course, this is a fluid project and we're excited to be adding new opportunities over the course of the year. But some of the things you can expect right away from our new Cracked Rackets athletes here as part of Project Elite is that they're going to be appearing on our Cracked Rackets shows, whether that means our podcast, this one, the GSP with Chris and Matt throughout the season as well. You can expect to see them on our social media channels to discuss and promote the college tennis season. They're also going to be designing, selling their own individual lines of merchandise, and again, providing behind-the-scenes access to the life of a student-athlete. We are super, super excited to get this off the ground. We hope all of you will be excited as well. Of course, to any coaches, players listening to this, wondering how can they get involved, you're going to have to contact Dalton Thieneman. There is going to be a bit of a wall of separation between, you know, what we're doing with Project Elite, how we're covering the sport here at Crack Rackets, because of course we don't want too much crossover between those two things, but of course you can learn all of that. Go to our website, CrackRackets.com. We've got a special Project Elite tab for our Crack Rackets athletes moving forward. Again, we are super, super excited to get this off the ground. Super excited to have an interview with our first Crack Rackets athlete here today. That athlete is Ohio State's Isabel Boulay. Now, if you don't know about her, she's entering her fourth year in Columbus. She finished all first team Big Ten, first team all Big Ten, excuse me, in 2021 and became just the fifth Buckeye woman to reach the NCAA individual tournament in both singles and now doubles as she did so with her partner Coley Allen in 2021. She's also a two team academic all Big Ten selection and Ohio State scholar athlete recipient, was the 2019 Big Ten freshman of the year, one of the most improved players in college tennis in 2021. She made the jump uh, again in that top half of the lineup. And look, this is an Ohio State team that brings back a ton of talent. They were super, super young in 2021. And obviously they played a really fun round of 16 match against Texas that, you know, you lose to the eventual NCAA champion. There is no shame in that. You lose to North Carolina at the national indoors. There is no shame in that. And so wanted to talk to Isabel about that season where the Buckeye program is at right now. Of course, I also wanted to talk to her about the life of a student athlete, how it really is a full-time job, all of the commitments that come with being a part. It's not just the perks of getting to play college tennis, but there's a lot 
lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into those efforts and, of course, just everything to do uh, with her life on campus and, again, how she's feeling about her team heading into 2022. It is a fantastic conversation I know all of you are going to enjoy. I will say to hear more about Project Elite, head on over to the Great Shot Podcast. Dalton Thieneman and I break down what our plans are for it moving forward, of course, uh, for all other things happening in the tennis world. We know U.S. Open right around the corner. Rest assured, we're covering all of that on the website, crackrackets.com, so be on the lookout for all of that content there. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Ohio State's Isabel Boulay. Joining us on the podcast today, our newest Cracked Racket athlete. She was a 2021 first team, all Big Ten selection, and of course, you know her from her success on the Ohio State women's tennis team. Please welcome to the show, Isabel Boulay. Isabel, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, we appreciate it. We want to welcome you to the team, I suppose. One of our first Cracked Rackets athletes, obviously part of some of the NIL opportunities now made for you. And, you know, I want to start there with all of that because, you know, there's so much confusion out there. What is NIL? What what are the opportunities being available? And obviously for you to get to do something like this, uh, what does that mean to you as a student athlete? Honestly, it means the world to all of us. I know for myself that I never really thought that this would have happened during my years. I feel extremely lucky that I'm currently in college right now. So I get to benefit from these opportunities. Um, College athletics is a really, really tough thing to do. And I'm glad that we get a little bit of recognition out of it. No, no doubt about that. And yeah, I mean, we can start even more broadly. When you heard the decision and they say, okay, name, image, likeness, all of that, athletes can now take advantage of that fact. What was your first reaction? What have the discussions been like on the team? Because I know it's still really new. We don't really know what the rules are, but just was it excitement right away? Like, oh, this this could be pretty cool. Yeah, personally, I was extremely excited. Um, it was just very new, of course, like you said. Like, we don't really know any of the rules around it, but I just thought it was such an exciting opportunity for all of us. And I was hoping that tennis would get a little bit of some of it because – as we know, tennis is not really a profitable sport in, in terms of like college athletics. So I was really hoping that it expands us. And so far it has. Um, on our team, we have a lot of international students, which I mean, it's really unfortunate that they haven't been able to benefit um, like we Americans can. But um, hopefully the NIL will get there and we'll see. Yeah, haven't been able to benefit yet. That's the key word. Yes. Very, yeah, very true. You talked about, you know, the difficulties of being a student athlete. Let's start there as well, because obviously we all get to see your success on the court, the improvements you make, and just as your team rises as well. But just the commitment to be a student athlete, the hours you have to put in, not just in school, but on the court as well. I guess the way I'll phrase it, is being a student athlete a full-time job? Honestly, it feels like it is. Sometimes I feel a little bit um, behind in life because a lot of (laughs) friends that um, are not student athletes they all have jobs they have, all have internships and I'm like maybe I should be doing some of that and then I think <laughs> about what my day looks like and I'm like wow I really can't do that but yeah honestly it's the most rewarding thing in the world to me but it does come with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work a lot of hours spent on and off the court like you said in the classroom uh, traveling people don't realize that like we don't just show up to the match and play. We have to do the travel. We have to eat somewhere. We have to go to the hotel, all of that. 
Mm-hmm. No, and I, I do want to get into the details of that, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. it's the 6 a.m. practices, right? I know some of that's a little uh, exaggerated, but just the constant workout sessions. And, you know, I have to be there not just in the spring when I'm competing and doing all the traveling, but it starts in the fall and even in the summer, too, as well. I think you're still on campus. Yeah, I've actually been on campus for the whole summer. A lot of us have stayed behind in Columbus. Um, I just think that's one of the best parts of our team is that we're all so dedicated and we'll do anything it takes to get ourselves to the next level, which includes a lot of time in the summer and the fall. Um, Honestly, the fall and the summer is where we make our biggest jumps and improvements in ourselves. And as a team, it's been great having everybody here. Is it a bus ride or a flight to Iowa? It's a flight. Okay, because um, that bus yeah. ride would be brutal. Oh, no, we're not taking a bus there. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's a bus ride, it's going to be a long one, and I don't think anybody's down for that. Yeah, no, not Coach Shop. She's like, we're not doing no. that. Absolutely no. not. No, I love that. And, you know, from the school side, I'm curious, obviously, being at a school like Ohio State, talk about the support you get not only just, you know, day in, day out, but also I'm curious, related to this NIL stuff, I imagine they're on top of all of their sh- Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, We've gotten emails. We've gotten Zoom meetings. We've had our athletic director, Gene Smith. He's come out and talked about it and uh, has said what an incredible opportunity has been for us. And, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like, on campus, like, there's companies that are like, oh, you're an athlete? Yeah, we'll give you 25% (laughs) off right here. Let's go. That actually happened to teammate Coley the other day. She was getting an acai bowl. And they were (laughs) you're here all the time here here's here's a discount <laughs> yeah, the support has been incredible from a big school like this and in columbus i mean even throughout ohio i'm pretty sure ohio, um, ohio state is just the place to be so we get a lot of attention and we're all so grateful for it mm-hmm, absolutely and for you to be able to have those opportunities in columbus again what does that look like and i i guess how ingrained is that community to everything ohio state athletics Oh, the the Columbus community and Ohio State community are the same, I would say. (laughs) If you're in Ohio, you know what Ohio State is and you know what it means to you. Um, It's just been really incredible to come here and feel like being a part of such a big family. And even like I'm at home sometimes in Canada and like people just give me an OH. And (laughs) just that sense of community is, is amazing. Mm-hmm, no doubt about that. And, you know, again, it I, I just can imagine, and I, I guess this is a bigger picture thing, but people who know what it's like to travel around the world playing tennis and if you're trying to start your pro career, how difficult it is and how expensive it is, especially at the start, just these NIL opportunities, you feel like it could be gateways the wrong word because that sounds kind of mischievous. Like, I don't know why, but it just feels like these NIL opportunities could be particularly impactful for a sport like tennis and I'm curious for you as you look towards the future to have the opportunity to do stuff like this does it open up opportunities to potentially say hey maybe now I could do some traveling after college maybe now I could go out and play on the pro tour oh yeah 100% um I just think that the NIL has come out at the perfect timing especially with COVID and everything it's been really hard for starting out players and college players like myself to really get out there and play some tournaments and get the funding for that. So having the NIL just allows us to get out there a little bit more and give ourselves a shot. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, we're looking forward to having you as well. We're looking forward to promoting college tennis because you sort of talk about it there, and this is how we can pivot into your career. This is where it gets super fun <laughs> here on this show. But obviously, you're someone who grew up. You you know, you played on the ITF circuit. You did yeah. traveling across the world in juniors. You and your brother Justin, a fellow Ohio State tennis player, of course, as well. And so, I'm curious for you: when does college tennis come into the picture, and what were your conceptions of it? prior to, you know, entering the college tennis world? Yeah, so my mom actually played college tennis at UCLA before um, playing professionally for 18 years. So that had always been in the back of my head, like, it is a great opportunity. I just don't know a lot about it. Because in Canada, um, where I'm from, if you're going to college for a sport in Canada, there's no athletic scholarship. It's only academic. So I had no idea, like, what I was getting into coming into college. But even before that, um, I was really inexperienced with like visits and all that. And it seemed like everybody I knew from the U S had like a plan. They wanted to go visit these schools. They wanted to get into this school. And I was like, I have no idea what's <laughs> on here. So, uh, when my assistant coach Adam Cohen reached out to my mom and I, I can't even remember how old I was. Um, but yeah, I was at a tournament in Florida and he was like, why don't you come up? before you go home it's close by you can fly into columbus and drive home and i was like sure that sounds fun why not go spend a weekend in columbus and there was actually a snowstorm at home so columbus was one of the best airports to go to so um, i took my visit here and i was just amazed by the school the people the coaches the community of columbus and ohio state and that's how i ended up here Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And obviously, you get to Ohio State, and I think right away you're thrown onto a team. You go 19-7 and seven that first year, and you're in the mix. And again, your perceptions going into it, what did you expect from the tennis side and just you know the level of competition? And did it exceed those expectations, meet them? I'm curious. Um, so I definitely met those expectations. <laughs> um, coming in as a freshman, I really had no idea what was going on, if I'm going to be honest. We played the kickoff weekend. We the um i think it was kentucky in that final match to bring ourselves into the indoor tournament i had no idea what that meant i was like i'm really happy that we won as a team but what does this mean what, what is indoors and so yeah it was a learning process for sure um being so inexperienced but the level of competition um is very different from the juniors i mean here you don't let go of any points in college tennis every point matters there's no ad scoring so the importance of, like my coach says, um, win fast, lose slow is <laughs> insanely important all times. And I never really got that feeling of um, urgency, I would say, in junior tennis because it's like, oh, you play a bad match. That's okay. You can play next week. But in college tennis, you play a bad match and you don't know. There might not be a next week. Mm-hmm. No, it's totally fair, and that's what makes it such an expi- uh, exciting sport to follow. What's a more difficult transition, the tennis side, getting up on the level, the physicality of the sport, or just now, again, we talked about it earlier, being a student athlete and all of that that it entails? I think that the hardest part for me was for sure the tennis. Um, I was trained by my parents my whole life, so coming in with two new coaches and eight other girls that I did not know, Uh, That was definitely the hardest part for me, um, going to practice every day, feeling like I have a team behind me that I have to work for, not just myself, I have to work for them too, and I have to push myself as hard as I can. And um, just all around college tennis was a really 
big transition for me. Being a student athlete um, wasn't too much of a transition for me. Um, in high school, I did online school for two years, went to public school for two years. So I was already kind of used to like the traveling and being a student has to like catch up on stuff in the hotel rooms, do meetings and stuff virtually. So I was already okay with that. But the biggest part for me was the training for sure. Mm -hmm. And that first year, I want to say again, 2019, I think that first weekend you play a 4-3 match against Texas. And I want to say, you know, again, if you're a college tennis fan, to play a 4-3 match that early, is that the wake-up call where you're like, oh, all right, so this is what this is? Yes, for sure. Um, I I remember we had so many people there, and I was, like, feeling overwhelmed. Like, I went to go fill up my water bottle, and there's, like, 30 more people, like, around me. That's, like, two hours before the match starts. I'm like, oh, okay, like, this is a really big deal here. Mm-hmm. And we're playing the match, and the energy was just insane. Um, having such a close match like that, um, at the time, I didn't know – how much it meant to us but as the weeks led on we proved to ourselves again and again that we can stay up with the top teams in the country and we can hold ourselves um at the best we can with the level that we have mm-hmm. and of course that first year again i think it was you guys i want to say semifinals of the big 10 tournament and then uh first round loss in the ncaa tournament and then we turned towards 2020 and you know, it, it does feel like a lifetime ago, but, you know, I, I was at that national indoor tournament and it was a super, super fun time. And I think you guys were nine and three when the season stopped. And I'm just curious that second year, the rhythm you guys were on, how difficult was it to go, th- you know, how, take me in the room. You guys find out Coach Schaub comes in and says, hey, the season's canceled. Yeah, so that was actually a really weird day. I remember that we were going to play Michigan State either that day or the day after. And um, we were having a pre-match or practice at the inner facility. And I just see Melissa on the phone in the corner and her face was just like kind of shut off, like no emotions. And I was like, okay, I think there's something wrong. And then she came back and we were like, is, over, is everything okay? And she was like, yeah, the match is still on. Um, I'll keep you guys posted. And that's what we were going with. For the whole day, we just felt like it was best for us to just expect the match to be on and prepare ourselves the best that we can and just try to forget about other circumstances. Um, But when Melissa texted us to come back to the indoor courts a couple hours later, that's when we knew that the season was over. Um, There was a lot of emotions there. Um, Obviously, Danielle had to like end her season, her last season, very abruptly, and she was on an amazing run that year and she probably could have done so much more if they had let her play which was really unfortunate um i'm just really glad that um we were able to stick together as a team and like talk through it and kind of come together as a family throughout the pandemic but yeah in that room there was a lot of heartbreak yeah this meeting aside if you never have to do another zoom conference are you fine with that I'm okay with that. <laughs> totally okay with that. Who's the player on your team if you guys could collectively just mute her throughout the course of those Zoom conferences? It would just be better for everyone. She's probably going to get really mad at me for saying this, but I'm going to say Lena. All right. <laughs> sophomore. She just has the wildest imagination sometimes, and we love her for it, but sometimes might not be acceptable <laughs> on a podcast. But you know what? I love her to death anyway. That's good. That's good. No, I just can only imagine because it's conference after conference, right? And you guys are talking about, oh, 
I don't know, we might have to leave, you know, I don't know if players are going to be able to come back. And then they say all of a sudden, actually, we're going to extend an extra year of eligibility to everyone. Mm-hmm. And the excitement that comes with that, um, I mean, did you go home or did you stay in Columbus? Because I know there's just the travel, everything was tough. Yeah, so I actually went home um, the middle of March. I think it was like the sec- the day after uh, campus shut down. So I had to get out of there. I in At Ohio State, we have two full years that we need to stay in the dorms. So I didn't have an apartment here. So uh, my mom came and drove us home, and I stayed there till mid-August. And um, I've actually been in Columbus ever since then. <laughs> I haven't really come home too much, but yeah. No, I, I know the feeling. Yeah, I, I think I was – did I go two years – I mean, minus like the occasional weekend at home. I think I went two years consecutively on campus. I, I was oh. there for summers because I was working in Ann Arbor. But yeah. uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I get it. What I'm trying to say is I get it. Um, but, no, I again, the excitement that comes with it, were you guys able to practice during that time? Because I know for times facilities were closed and then they were open and just, you know, NCAA-wise, it was kind of unclear what you mm-hmm. could or couldn't do. How difficult is that summer? So that summer, um, back home in Canada, our restrictions were a lot stricter than they are in the U.S. So we yeah. were kind of like confined to our houses for the first three months, I would say. But with the exception of going to get groceries, like you couldn't go outside at all. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky that we have family friends that have a private tennis court. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family would go practice there and hit some balls. I mean, the courts were rough. They are not what. <laughs> used to in college tennis i will say that but you know what it made me way mentally stronger having a bad bounce every other bounce <laughs> but yeah in columbus here the girls weren't able to practice with the coaches at our facilities um but they were able to go we have um, a beautiful recreation facility on campus so they were able to go there almost every day i think they kept that facility open the entire time so they were able to go practice on their own for the whole summer yeah, it wasn't quite the Ty Tucker Tennis Center. Oh, oh no. that you're <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's got to help, though, to have a built-in – because I think well, both parents played tennis, and yeah. and obviously you have Justin as well. Nice built-in hitting. I mean, I feel like – you so you were able to get your enough tennis in. Oh, yeah, I was getting more than enough tennis in. <laughs> <laughs> My parents um, made sure of that. Yeah, it's good to hear. And obviously it translated this season and to get back out on court with all of the confusion to find out, okay – there is going to be a national indoor weekend, but it's going to be an abbreviated national indoor weekend. And I think you guys had, I want to say, Syracuse and then Virginia uh, mm-hmm. come to you all. And I know that, you know, that weekend was particularly fun because, well, fun from a college tennis fan perspective, maybe not from your perspective. Since Virginia came, they knocked off the boys. I want to say you played then the next day on the Sunday night. A little extra fire in the bellies going into that one? Yeah, just a little bit. How did the Avengers? <laughs> just slightly <laughs> uh, yeah I was just really excited to be back on the court and we were just going to take one match at a time but yeah our Virginia match is definitely one that stands out in my head because we just put everything out there that match and everyone came through there's not many matches where six girls all in a line can pull, the, pull their own weight and a little bit more and everyone did that little bit of extra step uh, just to send us to the indoors was an incredible, incredibly important moment for all of us just after all that we've been through in the last year. Mm-hmm. And you talk about everyone pulling the weight in the lineup. You look at the records uh, you guys put up in the stats. I think everyone won more than 60% of their matches. And just mm-hmm. it felt like you guys could find four points a bunch of different ways this season. 
And I think, you know, it's tough to say about that 2020 season because it wasn't able to finish, but these past two years, that depth has been the calling card. Is that something you guys feel? You know, is that something the team takes pride in? Yeah, we take a lot of pride in that. Um, Even at practice, like, there's no um, easy matches. We're always competing with each other in a friendly way, of course, but we're always looking to, like, um, get better, get each other better. And we know that, like, if we have at least four solid players on the court, we're going to be looking to be in a pretty good spot. And um, a lot of us, I mean, like I said, at practice, we're competing with each other, but a lot of us uh, really support each other and just want to get each other better. If there's ever anybody that needs a little bit of extra work, all of us are able to like get out there and help them get better. Mm-hmm. No, and I think watching your team, you can feel that, and there's definitely a closeness. Again, doesn't matter who the match comes down to. You guys feel pretty confident that person can get that fourth point. But For sure. you know, again, I, I want to talk about your lineups and more of the results. But you're one of the rare teams that had the opportunity to play both North Carolina and Texas this season. Mm-hmm. I know you guys played North Carolina at the indoors. It's probably where they're at their best. You played Texas outdoors. That's obviously where they were at their best. A, I'll ask you, we didn't get to see it in the NCAA championship, and, you know, Pepperdine was damn good as well, but what was the tougher test in your mind? And, again, to get to see that level up close, what does that do for your team to be like, okay, this is what the best of the best looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a great starting point for us. Um, A lot of reflection after those matches, and um, we just try to take away the best that we can out of each match and learn from there. And... I think that we did a great job of that after North Carolina. We put ourselves in a pretty good position in a lot of courts, and we knew that if we just held on a little bit longer that we could have possibly came out with a few more wins. Um, At Texas, it was a little bit different. I feel like we felt a lot of the pressure of the NCAA tournament and being there in Orlando. Um, It was definitely difficult. Um, Arena came through in a huge way that match, which was amazing, and a lot of us were – out there fighting, grinding, just trying to like keep ourselves in the match. And I think that's what we do best in a lot of our matches is just keep ourselves on the court as long as possible, which works out pretty well in college tennis most of the time. But sometimes there are matches that um, you don't pull through, but you learn a lot from them. In your opinion, who was the best team last season, North Carolina, Pepperdine, Texas? I'm not going to answer that one. The answer was Ohio (laughs) State. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. As long as you don't... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my answer. It doesn't have to be your answer. Yeah. Um, no, I, again, that's that's fair. You know, I'll, I'm going to keep poking. I thought they were all really free. Again, I just – the reason I bring it up, the level in women's college tennis right now, in my opinion, is as strong as it's ever been. And even if – and I'm not saying there's not because I have my Sarah Davatilla is the GOAT case locked up. But even if there wasn't a Danielle Collins in college tennis last season, it just feels like – everyone one through six in the top 20 teams could be a top 800 or better player on the pro tour do you feel that as well i feel that 100 percent. even uh and those lower ranked teams there are great players in there and i just think that college tennis is just such a great place to grow as a person and also as a tennis player and the level of competitiveness and fight on the court and nearly every match that you can watch is unbelievable and I feel really lucky to be part of it Mm -hmm. so when you were watching Pepperdine versus no I'm just kidding I was (laughs) but uh no uh, again for you guys this season 
Uh, you, you play Northwestern. Were you guys caught in the snowstorm in Stillwater that next day? Because we were oh. trying to leave. Like, we were trying to drive home. Ridiculous! It was. It would like it goes from seventy degrees outside, gorgeous the day before, and you're like, "This is the best." I would get up early. I'd go for runs. It's like comfortable, and then the next day it was like twelve oh. degrees outside, and they didn't know what snow was. No, that was honestly. I'm not even kidding. One of the most terrifying moments I of my know. life. I thought I was done. I was texting my family. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Like I'm sorry. Like goodbye. I'm just. I'm not gonna live past this. We and were this. On- Highway. We were literally on the highway. We were going up a ramp, like upwards, and our car just starts slipping backwards. And we're like, okay, what is happening here? Adam's driving this big van, and he's from Minnesota, and he's like, this is nothing. What this? What is this? And we actually ended up to, like, go into a field. We were back, backwards driving into a field and driving in the middle of a field in, like, Stillwater, Oklahoma, on the side of a highway, just trying to make it to our flight. We ended up missing the flight, and we went to IHOP instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Yes! The answer to the question, it was a sheet of ice on, like, every road, and I don't think they have salt in Stillwater because no. they're like, it doesn't... What? It's not going to yeah. snow. And it was over! Oh, it was awful. Oh. So bad. And there was people that were thinking that they could get up past us, and then, yeah. oops, they would slip right back down. And the whole cycle all over. It was, it was terrifying. I remember because I was with our producer, Daniel West, up there. We were fortunate enough to get to call it all, and... I was like, dude, I'm going to bed. I trust you. You can do that. I was like, do you want me to stay awake? He's like, no, I got this. And we were in this big, like, truck. And I just remember, yeah, at one point I wake up to, like, you know, the sound when, like, you're kind of, like, slushed in the ice, Mm -hmm. like, the wheel. And I was like, oh, no. That's not a good sound. Yeah, exactly. Thankfully, we made it out. But what a weekend that was. Oh, yeah. You know, again, for you guys this season, I think two of your four losses came at the National Indoor. And then from there, it was a 4-3 loss to a team up north that I'm very fond of. Uh, In Columbus, of course, you then chop us 4-3 in Ann Arbor as well. You run the gauntlet through the Big Ten Championship. How'd you guys hit your stride? What clicked this season? Honestly, I think it's just a combination of a lot of things. We're a very close team, as you said. There's a lot of chemistry between us, and... We just knew that if we just kept plugging in that 4-3 match against Michigan, there was only a few points that could have made a difference in that match. And in our hearts, we knew that we could have made it through. And just putting those matches together, those ones that we've lost, um, I just think we learn a lot from our experiences as on the losing court as well as the winning courts. And we just try to carry those through every match, every practice. Uh, we're very goal-oriented. We have a lot of high-reaching goals on our team, and that helps us stay focused. So I'm just really glad that we were able to turn it around. Um, but, yeah, hitting our stride was definitely a great feeling in on the court. We felt more confidence. We felt like we could trust each other a lot. That's the best feeling in college tennis is being able to trust the people next to you. Yeah, I pretty sure at because we were at the same hotel in Orlando and I saw in the morning this was my you know I they saw me too it wasn't like a weird thing we would always wave but <laughs> Melissa and Ronnie would have breakfast together and I'm pretty sure I was working on my lip reading that they were like all right we agree Kari and Arena we're just not going to play them <laughs> against each other anymore like it's not good for either of our healths no one wins here it's a heart attack and yeah it was it was some really really good tennis between the two schools and again you kind of have a three-headed monster 
no disrespect to anyone else in the Big Ten, but Northwestern, Michigan, Ohio State, to have three schools that can compete at a national level. Again, how high is the standard? What, what, what Do you guys know what you're chasing at Ohio State day in, day out? Oh, yeah, that's integrated. As soon as we step on campus, our goal is Michigan. That's first <laughs> first and foremost. But, um, yeah, I, I feel really lucky to be in a conference that has such great teams. I mean, I feel, at least on our team, we – view them not as our enemies but like they're competitors and we can push each other so that's really great and we feel really proud when like another big 10 team does really well against any other school and especially at the national level we feel like we're all on the same team for a little bit just for a minute there we're really happy for them and uh, we're lucky that we have schools that we can push ourselves and we can push them too Mm-hmm. No, I, again, that's all. That, that's what makes it so fun. And you know, for you this season, is there a moment where you and Coley are like, "Oh, we're pretty good." Like, hey, <laughs> this is working. Yeah, I mean, I think that we. It was a long time coming, Coley and I playing doubles, <laughs> playing doubles together, and I think that it works so well because we're such great friends too, on and off the court. And we know that, like, if I'm telling her something in doubles I'm not, I'm not trying to like judge her or anything and we're just trying to help each other get to the same place if she tells me something I'm like yep got it let's go mm-hmm. and um, it's great that we have that chemistry on the court um, I think that one of our best matches that stands out in my mind that we really looked at each other and we were like oh we're actually pretty good at this like this is fun it was definitely um, when we played Iowa at their place um, that's when we really realized like we can do some damage you you play Noel in someone? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. We played them inside. Um, yeah, we played great that match. I honestly could not. Have th- I can't think of anything that was better than that match right there. Yeah, no, that's a good one for sure. And for you, you know, again, fifteen and three in doubles during the dual match season, twelve and six in singles. What clicked so well for you this season? What are you looking to build on moving forward? I'm just trying to stay true to my game. Um, In the past, I've kind of gotten away from, like, my style of play, and Melissa and Adam really helped me, like, realize who I am as a player on the court and um, try to build from there. Um, I've just been trying to, like, get myself out there to compete as hard as I can, look to my teammates for support when I'm down in matches, and that's really helped me a lot, just staying to my game and looking to my teammates. Yeah, when you say staying to your game – I, I think it's safe to say you're a big hitter, like right. That is that. That's yeah. what that means. Is just when even when your back's against the wall, keep swinging. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's definitely my biggest strength is being a big hitter, and that's when I do my best. Is when I'm swinging, I'm getting into the net, I'm playing aggressive, and if I'm playing far back, I can't play that way. So it's going to be a lot harder to play big hitting from ten feet behind the baseline. Yeah, I think you could pull it off. I do. I. I- yeah, just make myself a little, a little yeah, more work. You're a crack rackets athlete. You can do whatever you want. Um, exactly. But, yeah, for sure. Some fun ones here down the stretch. More fun or frustrating to be at the same school as your brother? It's fun, honestly. I'm not I'm, – I'm completely happy with it. It makes things a lot easier. He just uh, moved in three doors down for me, so he's over <laughs> right now. Um, but, yeah, it makes – it makes it a lot of fun. It feels more, even more like family. Like I said, like having him here has been really great. We have each other's backs. We have our support. Um, it also helps that we know exactly what each other is going through any given day. I can help him out with stuff since I've been here a little bit longer. I can help him out with more of like the school stuff. He can like 
give me a little bit of a push when I need to, if I need some more motivation. But yeah, it's been really great. Is it dad comes with you on away matches, mom stays home for job? Like, how's the fa- Cause I know my parents would be like, all right, here's how we got to divide up. How's it work? So they don't really come too often to away matches unless it's Michigan. Cause it's a very close driving distance sure. and Michigan. But yeah, they come to Ohio as much as they can. Um, they lifted the COVID restrictions of a two week quarantine back home. So they're definitely going to be back here a lot for our home matches and they're very supportive of us they love it that we're at the same school because on an on a weekend or two there's some days that we have matches both at home in the same weekend so it makes it really easy for them to like come and support us and it's great honestly having um my parents come to a lot of matches feels really good too Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and you look towards this season i think you guys bring back everyone but lisa i want to say to the team Yeah. yeah yeah She's still in Columbus, so she's hanging around a little bit. That's good. I'm sure there's a volunteer job for her somewhere. It's, it'll it'll oh, get in the mix. Oh, yeah. She she has her big girl job now, though. Yeah. She's, she's done with tennis. She, she said, no, I, my body's done. All right. Let's say that when it's time, it's time. But, you know, for your team looking this season, again, what are the expectations is probably too strong of a word, but what are you guys looking to set out? Because this group, you guys make round of 16 last year, you qualify. It was an eight team field at the national indoor, so top eight national indoor finish. Um, you know, what are you looking to build on moving forward into 2022? Yeah. So we have, uh, we, like I said, we have really high goals. Um, we really we're expecting a lot out of everybody, which is a good thing of course, but also we have three new freshmen coming in. So we're just focused on getting them set on the right path right now, showing them what Ohio State's about. Um, definitely wanting to improve from last year. There's always room for improvement. So I'm really excited to see where those goals take us this year. Yeah, absolutely. And you're technically, I know it's your fourth year, but you still have two years left of eligibility, correct? Yes, I do. And so for you, you feel like you're a senior? I mean, do you feel like you're, okay, I, I know my way around Columbus now. And again, what's it like stepping into that role? I know sometimes it's it's really, really fun to be the young kid on the team and, you know, the no expectations and it's all just free. But now there are some expectations. How has that shift been for you personally? So, yeah, definitely the no expectations thing was a lot of fun, but yeah. I'm actually happy that I'm in this position now. I feel like I've taken more of a leadership role on the team, which makes me feel good about being on the team. I'm not just following it blindly sometimes and I know my way around. Um, it's been really fun helping out the younger ones, like them looking up to me. Hopefully they're looking up to me <laughs> yeah. being a good example. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoy being a quote unquote senior of the team, but <laughs> I don't want to call myself a senior yet. School hasn't started. so Yeah, not quite yet. And again, you got that extra year of eligibility. So year, Exactly. But yeah, yeah I like being a leader on the team I feel like this is really where I thrive if I can be more expressive of like my myself and my tennis and obviously the experience that comes with playing three years of college tennis has really helped me a lot no doubt about that and again it was super exciting to see you all compete against Texas you I mean you gave them a run like there's no doubt about that (laughs) yeah it was a really really fun match and so again this season I know it starts with the Big Ten Conference always and I'm curious do you you know all the conference realignment stuff I know it's all kind of out there do you follow any of that like I feel like it's all so it's nothing solidified yet yeah no I haven't really looked too far into it just Mm -hmm. just one day at a time at this point right now um we're just trying to keep our spirits up and hope for the best for this season Mm -hmm. and is that best Big Ten Championship 
Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's what oh, I like to hear. Always. No, for Gotta sure. Get the that's excellent. Well, again, Isabel, we are super excited to have you here as one of our Crack Rackets athletes. We are hopefully going to get the chat the chance to chat with you a couple of times here throughout mm-hmm. the season, get some updates on what you are doing, get you uh, on the show as frequently as we can, because obviously, uh, you know, you are as good a symbol of what college tennis is and how great a sport the sport can be. And so we appreciate having you on our team and we are wishing you success throughout this 2022 season. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to say the letters, but you know the two letters I would oh, say. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I can't do <laughs> yeah. it. Ty once got really mad at me on the show. He's like, you're not going to say OH, Alex? I was like, why <laughs> would I say OH? Like, that's just not me. And so, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so I think he signed off and he goes, I-O. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I was like, all right, thanks, coach. But Isabel, great chatting with you. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Ohio State's Isabel Boulay. We are so excited to have her as a part of our Cracked Rackets team. Of course, we look forward to chatting with her more throughout the 2022 season, and we appreciate her taking the time to chat with us today. Of course, again, this is part of our rollout of Project Elite, one of two opening CR athletes we are excited to join to our team. Of course, I speak with our other athlete, Cannon Kingsley, on a Cracked Interviews podcast. You can all hear right now, as a matter of fact. So to hear more about the Project Elite program, to hear more, of course, about the Ohio State men's tennis team, go check out that podcast as well. And be on the lookout for more Project Elite content. We've got a couple more announcements in the pipeline we are super excited for. And again, for us to have this opportunity to give back to the athletes who have thoroughly embraced us here uh, in the college tennis world here at Cracked Rackets, it it means the world to us. So be on the lookout for more Project Elite-related updates throughout the course of the season. Of course, there's a lot going on right now across the tennis world. College tennis season is about to get rock and roll, and I'm headed down to Knoxville shortly to cover an event. More information on that later, but of course, U.S. Open on the horizon. All of that preview content coming across our Crack Rackets platforms. Great Shot Podcast, Mini Break Podcast, the website, CrackRackets.com, all going to be rocking and rolling. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great shot pod a shout out as always to our super producers max leaguer and daniel westoff for the f- of an editing job they do day in day out with all that said for our cracked rackets athlete isabel boulet our super producers fligner and westoff and all of us here at both cracked rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy we'll talk to you all soon thanks everyone